Welcome to Deep Well Astrology. I'm Allison Disler, a psychological astrologer and somatic educator. And in this podcast, we'll explore how astrology can illuminate our embodied consciousness and nourish our soul. Sweet Thursday, everyone, and welcome to Deep Well Astrology Podcast, Episode 30, Astrologically Informed Self-Care for a Moon in Virgo. Today is Thursday, April 14th, 2022, and the moon is in Virgo. I'd not set out to highlight the two mercurial moons first, but here we are, centering in with self-care or nourishment for a moon in Virgo right after we had the moon in Gemini last week. I like this, though, because a moon in Gemini and a moon in Virgo have some understanding with each other since they both carry mercurial energy in their signature. But before we get too far ahead of ourselves, let's center into this week. How is the Pisces section of your natal chart this week? Or maybe you can review if you've experienced any turning of the tides, tidal waves, or engulfing sentiments this week. I mean clearly to bring up the conjunction of Jupiter and Neptune at 24 degrees Pisces that began on Tuesday directly, and here we are in the midst of it. Okay, now wait. It's not quite accurate to say... As soon as conjunctions become exact, that's when things start, because really there is a building towards and then the descent from these exact conjunctions, kind of like a bell curve. So perhaps it might be more accurate to say after last week's hard transit of Mars conjunct Saturn, has there been a gradual building up of another kind or flavor of energy that might be more highlighted during this week rather than last week? You might just like to put those two weeks next to each other and just see what kind of tones, hues, energies you're feeling. Last week's major astrological conjunction occurred in Aquarius, and this week's is in Pisces, a totally different part of your chart. And while last week's conjunction contained traditional, quote, difficult planets, this one contains traditional, quote, beneficial planets. I do not like to use the words positive and negative because it's possible that we are people who can positively use difficult situations, and we've all heard the phrase, too much of a good thing, is too much of a good thing, haven't we? In any case, I'd love to have you reflect on the last two weeks, and again, hold them up next to each other and compare and contrast the flavors for you. And now on to you, moons and Virgo. If you are listening, you may have a moon in Virgo or care for or care with someone who has a moon in Virgo. So lucky you. A quick note on how I read the moon in natal charts. I'm a psychological astrologer, which means my focus is on how the natal chart offers insight and meaning to our individual psychological self for self-study. For an in-depth talk about how I read the moon, you can check out episode 27 and 28 of this podcast. Otherwise, here's a bit of a cheat sheet. When I see the moon in a natal chart, I look at the sign and the house placement, including any other planets it relates with. I tend to look at the moon as signifying several things. 
The first one is our emotional processing style and what we need to feel emotionally nourished. Secondarily, I also look to the moon as one of many areas that represents the body, especially fluid functions, including digestion. And finally, I also read the moon as the perception of the mother, mother figure, or primary caregiver. By mother figure, this can include the earliest primary care person or early nourishing person or the one who fed you. We all have different experiences of being born and not all of us were nurtured or fed by the same person who birthed us. In this case, you can use both um, people, the person who you were born from and the person who fed you, or you can just choose who you feel to be your primary nurturer or person who fed you. For those of us who breastfed, or bottle fed by primarily one person early on, the moon would likely end up describing your perception of that figure. The powerful piece of this understanding is that it opens the door to consider, was our primary caregiver or mother figure actually as our Virgo moon perceives them to be, or was that figure just colored by the glasses of our Virgo moon perception, or maybe both. So you might have to rewind and listen to that again, right? So are the people that we perceive actually that way, or what we perceive, is it colored by us, or is it both? We'll come back to that many times through the course of this podcast. One way to study this a bit deeper is if you have access to your primary caregiver or mother figure's birth time, date, and location, or their natal chart, and you can see if that chart owner actually has any Virgo planets processes in their chart. So see if it lines up. If you are a Virgo moon, see if your primary caregiver has anything in Virgo. Typically with a Virgo moon, the mother or primary caregiver is perceived as being one of the following or more orderly, concerned with order or placement, a person of service or wanting to help. This person may be skillful or crafty with their hands, have many projects or be good at a lot of little things. There may be some quirks about their neatness, order, or things having their right place. They may be perceived as detail oriented or analytical or maybe even needing things to be just so, or everything have their place. Their keen focus or sense of order or orderliness could also be felt in a variety of ways. This could be something that could be comforting to you, or it could feel anxiety producing, just depending on how you feel about orderliness. And finally, one other thing is that may be perceivable in the primary caregiver in some background relationship with chaos. So either trying to keep the chaos or mess at bay in some way, or having tendencies to swing back and forth on an order and chaos axis. And in some cases, this connection to order may come off as being perceived as controlling or stifling in some way. Before we continue, take a moment to reflect. What of this rings true for you in regards to the perception of your mother figure, 
or earliest primary caregiver. It can be a powerful reflection to consider and reflect upon the perception we have or have had in regards to our primary caregiver or mother figure. Because the earliest folks in our lives are our primary imprints as examples in the world of how to be human and even how to nourish ourselves. In regards to our early primary caregiver, the ways we perceived them and the way we perceived our nourishment is important to be an authentic relationship with before we can consider approaching the important questions of our own personal nourishment, emotional nourishment, and self-care. For some of us, we can take elements from what we have observed or experienced from a very young age and carry it forward in the ways we know to nourish ourselves. But for others of us, emotional nourishment or even feeling nourished is something we have to learn or relearn to steward in ourselves. I do believe that we each have the body map and potential to be in a healthy dynamic with nourishment even if we need to practice or seek guidance about it, or rebuild new ways or habits. A Virgo moon is nourished by order, synthesis, and integration. A Virgo moon may like the feeling of completion and bringing things together, and it may be nourished by the act of analysis, and also by serving or helping others, or being of use. A Virgo moon may find nourishment in feeling ordered in oneself, especially emotionally, or in one's environment, as well as being connected to places where the Virgo moon can be of use or service, helping someone with a problem, or even a practical earth-based inquiry. Being able to put things together or wanting to put things together can be a desire of that Virgo moon. Emotionally, a Virgo moon may like to analytically or cognitively process emotions and stay clear out of the messy chaos. That's not to say a Virgo moon is naive about chaos. It is just that it strongly prefers the organization of things rather than the dismantling chaos. A Virgo moon can actually be very sensitive to chaos in so much that as soon as chaos comes forward, a Virgo moon will be compelled to jump in and work on it or work to order or synthesize the chaos. In some other folks, the Virgo moon may actually instigate or gravitate to scenarios of emotional chaos in themselves or others in order to order. A fully conscious Virgo moon understands its personal dance with chaos and order. A Virgo moon is a mercurial moon, so when a Virgo moon feels malnourished or undervalued or underused, a buildup of mercurial somatic energy can be felt in the body. This may look like things like neuroticism, control issues, holding on to anxiety, fear of chaos, stomach and digestion problems, or a nervous, unsettled stomach. In my observation of mercurial moons, Gemini and Virgo, it seems that Virgo moons are a bit more linked to the stomach or digestive imbalances when underfed, 
whereas the Gemini moon seems more prone to nervousness and insomnia, shakiness, or problems with the breath. However, there can be some co-presence of sensations since both Virgo and Gemini moons are ruled by the winged foot messenger or that messaging god, Hermes. So before we continue, take a moment to reflect, if you haven't already, on what you've heard about a Virgo moon and what it feels to be nourished or what it needs or what it values in order to be fed. I hope this has got you thinking about some ways to start to steward and feed your moon self. But if not, no worries. In this section, we're going to talk about some really grounded practical ways that you might like to try or think about to help keep your Virgo moon fed and nourished. When thinking about self-care for a moon in Virgo, you might like to lean into themes of order and synthesis, and you can reflect on those. You can write about those. You may start by tuning into your daily rhythms and rituals. So look at your day, notice how it's ordered, and then notice how your week is ordered. So take a look at that. Do you find yourself in a healthy balance with routine, rest, and spontaneity? Remember, for a Virgo moon, having some sense of order will be important, but too much forced order can be controlling or even promote anxious habits, so being overly stifled and anxious about keeping things in their right place. You want to identify some places where you can have some openness or being open to spontaneity and identify also what in a day gives you satisfaction of feeling in order or integrated. So you may work with balancing that. So if you know you have places you can lean into that you feel integrated and ordered and you can really be in that contained, synthesized place, it's going to make those other areas of your life that feel a little bit more chaotic or spontaneous just easier to manage. You can also observe your gut, your stomach, and tend towards a diet that feels soothing to your stomach. This might include eating certain types of food or really being mindful around the times you are eating, sitting down and practicing mindful eating. Promote a sense of settling and centering when you eat. Take a few full breaths. You might even like to set quiet or make sure you're setting the tone well so your stomach can really feel soothed. As the owner of a Virgo moon, you may want to identify the hobbies, projects, or crafts that feel fun and nourishing to you. Do you have a hobby or something you can do with your hands? If not, consider developing a craft, a skill, or even something whimsical you can put your hands in or work on. A Virgo moon is fed by having room also to analyze, process, and synthesize stimulus. How much quality time do you have on your own to decompress and synthesize? And are you okay asking for that if you are living with other people or within a family? Consider creating a space or daily time to sit, walk, meditate, or lay down without stimulus of TV, cell phones, or other informational input. You might consider this an integration or ordering nap or rest. 
Be aware when your moon or your mind begins to overanalyze emotions. While analysis is helpful at times, it's also nourishing to bring in the skill of discernment or having a practice of naming and noticing what needs analysis and what can I offer to let go or let pass by. Sometimes emotionally simple or emotions simply arise and sometimes that's all they're meant to do. They come and they go. They're just there to be felt in the moment. Stretch your capacity to allow some things to pass by unanalyzed. And finally, as I mentioned earlier, being of help and service and acknowledge for it, even if it's just a thank you, can be very nourishing to a Virgo moon. Where are the places in your day or week you feel connected with service or helping? Consider how you might arrange a volunteer opportunity or even consider a daily affirmation or mantra around acts of service or small favors of kindness. Remember, acts of helping and service can be anything from holding a door open to listening to a friend in need or volunteering to help clean up a city park. If you have a Virgo moon or know someone who does, don't forget to acknowledge them or yourself with a thank you and a nod of recognition. Recognize even the little things you offer in service to the world and cultivate this personal act of self-thinking and recognition for all the ways you serve, integrate, order, and pay attention to the little details of life. Thanks, Virgo Moon. Until next time, breathe deep, linger long.